So friends, for uh, my Easter vigil homily tonight, I want to try and draw an analogy. And uh, I have to be honest, it's a bit of a stretch. Uh, so I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, you know, we have to preach for like five straight days here. So I get bored and I got to try some new stuff. So you guys are the guinea pigs. But here's what I want to suggest. I want to suggest that the, the, the movement of this liturgy, the four parts, um, the four-part movement of this liturgy corresponds rather beautifully to the movement of the human soul as it's falling in love. What do you think about that? So we'll see how I get there, right? That the, the four-part movement of this liturgy corresponds to the four-part movement of the human soul as it falls in love. Now, you might first object that what is this celibate priest uh, going to tell me about falling in love, right? Well, first of all, I did have a life before the seminary. Um, but second, I actually mean this I, more broadly. I just mean... Um, falling in love with someone or something could be romantic, but it could also be just being absolutely consumed, right, with, with passion and desire for some, some activity or enterprise. And here's the four words that I want to use uh, for each of these movements. Spark, story, symbols, and synergy. Spark, story, symbols, and synergy. So this liturgy has four parts. We start with the, what's called the lucinarium, or the lighting of the fire. Right? The lighting of the Easter fire, the lighting of the Easter candle. I want to suggest that this corresponds to the initial spark or attraction that draws you to something or someone. Right? In the case of a romantic interest, there's some spark. Right? We talk about that. Right, the spark of love. But it also, with regard to, I'm going to use the example, which I know you're sick of, but tennis, because that was like my life, right? So I, re I just, I remember when I was eight years old, and my dad, we had no no history of tennis in the family, right? My dad played basketball, baseball, I played other sports growing up, and he signed me up for tennis lessons at the local uh, outdoor tennis club in the summer. And I remember I got home for the first practice, and it was there was something about it that just drew me in. I don't know what it was, right? There was something about there was some spark that was some fire that was lit in me, right, that day. And so we started the night with the spark, right? The spark of this liturgy, and the spark of our falling in love with someone or something. We then move into the church for what is the liturgy of the word and an extended liturgy of the word. You probably noticed that, right? A few more readings than the regular mass, right? This is the hearing of our story, right? This is the, the story of God's, God's love story to us in the scriptures, how he's revealed himself first in creation and then to the people of Israel and then eventually in the new covenant, right? Through the person of Jesus, and we hear the story again. This I want to compare to um, getting to know that which you are pursuing in love. Right? So one of the first things, right, you, if, you're, if it's a romantic interest, right, you want to get to know something about them. 
You want to learn about them. You, you talk. And you, what, you know, tell me about where you're from and, and tell me about your family. Tell me about your crazy uncle. You know, everybody's got crazy relatives. Tell me about that. Tell me about your story. Tell me about your story. Let me learn about you. And that's what we did tonight. We learned about God right through selected passages in the scriptures that have been revealed to us. Third, symbols. In a few moments here, uh, we'll have the reception of the sacraments of initiation. Right? Unfortunately, this year, uh, we don't have any baptisms. The good news for you is that will make for a much shorter liturgy. Uh, the bad news is, that's bad news, right? So next year, I, I have to drag people off the streets. We're going to have some baptisms. <laughs> um, but we have five, uh, Supreme and Abby, Ken, Gideon, DJ, right, who will be receiving the sacraments of initiation. And I want to call symbols these rituals of initiation, right, that express and embody the love and the desire that we have for that someone or something, right? Think about it in early romance. There's all these rituals of initiation, <coughs> right? The, the, the first couple dates, right? The, the one-month anniversary. You know, I'm always hearing from the students about their one-month anniversary. Like, I care about that. <laughs> you know, the odds of that, you know, making it is very low, all right? <laughs> Come to me when it's a year, all right? Then there's, you know, something there we're celebrating, right? But you have all these little rituals of initiation. The first time you have to go and meet the parents, right? There's all these little ritual symbols, uh, bodily expressions of the love that you're pursuing. The same with an enterprise or an activity, right? If it's a sport like tennis, the first tournament you play, right? The first time you get a big win, right? The first time you lose to someone you shouldn't. Right? There's all these rituals of initiation that are a part of pursuing something or someone. And in these sacraments of initiation, these five tonight will, again, express in a way that Jesus has given us their commitment to him and then God's pledge and commitment to them. Finally, synergy. Here I mean union. We will move from the sacraments of initiation to the liturgy of the Eucharist in which Jesus will give himself to us fully to be received as communion, to be in complete fused union with us. And this is synergy. It's to be in sync with us, to be in synergy with us, to be completely united and fused together in the Eucharist. I want to compare this to eventually, right, in a romantic relationship, after it progresses past a month, right, and maybe down the road, right, there's, there's, right, there's marriage, right, there's union, and I, I want to compare it in a sport or an exercise to like, to the, to when you get to the point that it's such a part of you that you can't think of yourself apart from that thing. Like, I will always be a tennis player. Just, like, I couldn't separate that out from my life. Um, I want to say, 
there's two things you probably couldn't separate out from me. I hope God, right. and probably tennis. I, I just don't even know how to think of life without it. It's become such a fused, synergistic part of who I am. It's consumed me in many ways throughout the course of my life. And so that, that desire for union, that it just becomes like a part of our bones, that's ultimately what the Eucharist and what Jesus is meant to do uh, in the spiritual life. So I don't know, friends, how do I do? Is that all right, you think? Right, we've got, we've got the spark, we've got the story, we've got symbols of that love, and we've got synergy or union. And I might just ask you this night, as you reflect back on the past year, as you look forward to the next year, to kind of examine yourself along those lines. Is, is the flame of faith, the spark of faith, still alive in your hearts? Or has it been snuffed a little bit? Or is it still alive? Paul, Paul has this beautiful uh, prayer in Timothy. He says, uh, fan the flame. In other words, you know, when the, the spark of the, the bonfire is getting low, you, you fan it to try and increase the the flame. We have to sometimes do things and pray that God would fan the, the spark of the Holy Spirit that's within us so that it might grow again and consume us more and more if we feel like the flame of faith, the spark of faith, has been snuffed out. Do we know God's story? Do we know it? Do we study the scriptures? Do we go to Mass every Sunday and just zone out? Right? I do that sometimes. And I'm a priest. I'm just zoned out. I'm thinking about what I got, what am I going to eat for lunch today? While, while God's word is being spoken to me. Right? Do we know our story? Do we know where we came from according to the Christian biblical revelation? Do we know our story and do we spend time sufficiently getting acquainted with it? Are we invested in the symbols, right, the rituals that God wants for us and that we show God and express our love back to him? Are we participating in a sacramental life in which the ordinary ways that he wants to engage and ritually express his love to us and the ways that we show that we are committed to him? Are we engaged in a sacramental life? Right? Are we, do we show God little ways of expressions of love? Right? Like, you know, like, you know, a husband's got to do some things like that every once in a while. Right? You got to buy flowers on us and, yeah, Mark, you doing this stuff? All right. He, yeah, yeah, he built, he built you like a Mary garden and stuff. Virgin Mary garden. Yeah, that's a Ritual of that's a something that's a symbol of love, right? We've got it, we've got to show God too that we love Him just in the way that He shows us He loves us in various symbols and rituals and sacraments in our faith. And finally, how are we doing with union with God? Do we feel disconnected, right? That's the we might say that's the opposite of union division, disconnected. Are we disconnected from God? And is there anything on our end? that we're doing, right, so that we feel unplugged and disconnected from the God who seeks us out to be in union with us.
So friends, I invite us uh, on that movement of the human soul as we continue on that movement and that journey in this liturgy. Let's recommit ourselves on this night that we celebrate the risen Jesus, right? Let's recommit, right, to allowing God to come into our life through the spark, through the story, through the symbols, and ultimately, he desires, what he desires is union with us and our union with the one who is our risen Savior.